going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 11 of the Chelsea Stars podcast. So last week, we discussed that this podcast was going to be a face-off debate between Kyle and Corey. But unfortunately, due to busy schedules, we'll be saving that for another day. But this one, this discussion debate is definitely kind of worth the wait for that. Uh, so today, we're going to be doing an impromptu like award predictions for the season. Another discussion that's going to be kind of controversial in the sense, but we, we can't wait to come back to it later on in the season and see how wrong we were. But we also do have a couple other pieces in like the hockey world for news related. So Max, I'll uh, let you start that one off. All right. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, news. I mean, we just did a podcast about five, six days ago. I uh, haven't seen or anything about it um, since then, but we have some Canucks news. Finally had a preseason game start off yesterday. Um, Myself and Mike, you had the pleasures of actually going to the game. And to say it was a bit of an underwhelming start would be an understatement. After no goals in the first two periods, a little bit of a comeback at the end there, but a loss in overtime. Um, Mikey, any general thoughts about that game? Um, I know it's just preseason and, you know, like, there's some players that obviously aren't going to give like a hundred percent because they don't want to risk injury and whatever else. I thought the Canucks played pretty decently. I mean, like you said, there was no goals for the first two periods from them, which kind of sucked. But as mm-hmm. soon as uh, Arsenault, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's had that fight. It was a major, like major, like up tempo yeah. for them. I was um, looking for that all game. Yeah. He got he a couple penalties before that. He got a couple penalties before yeah. that too. And I was like, <laughs> I was, talk, I was talking to Felicia, and I'm just like, yeah, he's definitely not making the team after what he's doing. But, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's sparked them up, and I'm glad Garland got the goal uh, to go into overtime. But the boys didn't look bad for their first uh, the first time out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for having most of the lineup play, I mean, it was really just about getting their feet going a little bit there. I mean, they haven't played since, what, probably April or so. Um Got some good flashes. Pod Colson with a very nice goal. Uh, hopefully, he can carry that into the season. So, I mean, be exciting. They still have. That was the first preseason game. Can't really say much of it. I mean, Kuzmenko played pretty well. He got one assist. Obviously, he's going to be like the goal scorer, I believe, of the team, just like <laughs> the way that I've seen, you know, that he's played. But he, he, he played well. He didn't get a goal, but he played well. <laughs> um, Mikheyev got injured, which was. Yeah, awful, that was... awful for us to watch. Yeah, just an awkward hit that just kind of fell funny. I didn't really fully see it. Uh, I just saw him immediately go to the bench, and then second period started. Did not see him for a while there, and then sure enough, got the tweet out from the Canucks that he would not be returning. So there's still no news of it. That was a day ago, so hopefully it's nothing too serious. I think I seen something on Twitter that said it was day to day, so I'm hoping just for like okay. precautionary measures they kept him out. I mean, because that that'd be real crucial to lose him literally for exactly. a game that means nothing. So, mm-hmm. uh, other news too coming out pretty much this morning, I believe. Uh, Brock Besser, uh, who underwent hand surgery, uh, is going to be out for three to four weeks. So now, obviously, he'll miss the rest of training camp preseason and a bit of this regular season, which really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> with, like, with like him being who he is, and, like, he, I think he needs that full training camp plus the preseason games to get him going. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just shove him in there, like, two, three weeks after the season started and expect him to, like, put up, like, 30 goals like we want him to. Like, I feel like he's going to have another slow start, which sucks because he has potential to get that many goals we've seen at the first season he played on the canucks but he got injured not only that you want him to but that you need him to yeah exactly. yeah yeah big time mm-hmm. so hope all is well and he has a speedy recovery and then it'll definitely be a slow start i can already see for him but that's what happens if you miss all three season now and doesn't don't get any games under your belt I mean, just look what happened with Pedersen when he didn't come to training oh, camp. Exactly. Oh, my, my God. <laughs> and it, of course, it would be Brock Besser that this would happen to. Yeah. A guy who's had like two or three different injuries 
already in the span of how long has he been in the NHL for? Like four years? Something like that. Like, mm, yeah. Dude can't catch a break. Yeah. Six Aaron, years. any thoughts here? <laughs> I mean, just really bad luck. I think we're, we're lucky it's not going to be anything long-term. It seems like he shouldn't really miss that much time. But basically, like Mikey says, it's just going to hinder his start for sure. And the Canucks really did not need that going into the season. Yeah, they need as much as they can get. And like Kyle said, we kind of need him to be a goal scorer for us. Um, you know, you know when he's on, he's on. He can score those goals, which are so valuable uh, in the NHL today. I wonder who's going to fill a spot. That's exactly what my question is going to be, is who wow. has to step up in his place? Because he was predicted to play, uh, I think, the first line right wing, like top line right wing, just to kind of see how he is at the start of the season, I believe. But now, could well, be Garland. Um, I, I don't know. Gives bigger chance to Garland, Kuzmenko, Potkolzin. Uh, maybe since he was heavily rumored to go to Abbotsford, uh, he, maybe Hoglander can jump back in. Thought you were gonna say Vertanen. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know why that's the name that uh, came to mind, but no, <laughs> not quite. Um, yeah. Other... So you guys said Pat Colson was good. Oh yeah. 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 He was... His goal was like a highlight goal too. Like it wasn't just a regular goal. He literally deked around two, three guys, drove to the net, and scored. I think you sent that goal through, didn't you? over instagram or something uh, i don't think so yes but... i think i, I think oh. it was on it yeah something like that yeah Either i way, saw it I somewhere think, yeah. oh no no you didn't i i just saw it in my my feed then but yeah that that goal looks sick and that's just like that's not a rookie move that's <laughs> that's like a guy who's ready to start the season move <laughs> yeah he was like one of the only canucks that looked like he was uh putting some high energy you noticed him a lot out there. Yeah, because well, we really he wants top six improve, minutes. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, Aaron, I'll probably pass it over to you because during this last few days, we've had a few insta polls again for over-under stats, so take it away. Yeah, slow news week, unfortunately. Um, but we did have another round of our over-under polls. So just like last week, I'm just going to run through these pretty quickly. Uh, if you guys have any comments to throw in there, by all means, feel free. Uh, so let's start off with a few season predictions for some teams here. So the first one we had was Florida, over-under 104.5 points. And 83% of people said under. So I think it's a consensus that Florida yeah. maybe has gotten a little bit worse. Thoughts on that one? <laughs> yeah. After winning the President's say. Trophy, I mean, it definitely, I don't, I don't like their defense. You know, their top six is looking rough. Bobrovsky's still in net. They're really look, hoping he can play well. And Spencer Knight as well coming up. So it'll be Wait, an so interesting year. What was the number that it was over under? It was 104. And so that was going to be my next question, saying under. How far under do you guys think they will be? I mean, if they're much far under than that, then they're not making the playoffs. Because I don't, I think they're going to get 100 points at least. Like I, I think it's okay, just under. Okay, but it took 100 points to get into the playoffs last year. And they'll do the same. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't see them missing the playoffs. I just I just have a hard time thinking that they're gonna drop nearly twenty points, ten victories. I I guess you could. I mean, I, so. I can think it as the one who came up with these over unders. That's I think what a good benchmark would have been. Yeah, yeah. So so needless to say, they're not winning that division. According to our listeners, according to me, yeah, made doesn't it, seem like it. Too, yeah, <laughs> and according to our rankings from last week, yeah, when that, we yeah. have them finishing third, which kind of tracks with those numbers, it's pretty close to that over under. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, third in the in the in their division last year was 110 points, Tampa Bay, and then fourth was hmm. Bruins at 107. 
But then there was a steep drop off because the fifth was Buffalo at seventy five. So, mm-hmm. and that division got a whole lot better. Yeah, which almost might make it a little bit harder for them to reach exactly. that point. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next team here. So, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here, we had Chicago <laughs> over under forty nine point five points, and again the majority said under with sixty seven percent. Any surprises there? No, nope, but I still think they're going to beat Arizona. They're not going to come dead last. Mm. I mean, it's a lot of points to, you know, lose. Because last year, I'm looking at it, they finished with 68. So that's a big wow. drop. That's a big drop off. <laughs> so, you know, they still have Patrick Kane. You know, they still have a few difference makers. For at least part but... of the year. Yeah, exactly. If depends on when Kane gets traded. <laughs> Could be a really bad season though. What was <laughs> what was it? Forty something points? Forty-nine point five. Okay. So Colorado's tragically bad season. Yeah. Oh, I guess Buffalo had one too. Buffalo had a tragically bad season as well last year. A couple years ago. Uh, they had 37 points, Buffalo. Colorado had 48 oh, points. So, oh, 37. Kind of, oh, my God. Montreal this year, 55 points. Yeah, so. It's possible. <laughs> I could, I could yeah. definitely see it. I mean, I think, like, like after we talked about it last week, I, I think we were, we're, I think everyone's a bit harsher on Chicago than than they should be. I think Mikey's right in that they will finish above Arizona because Arizona just didn't make any like additions where Chicago added like Max Domi and a bunch of guys who were like top nine forwards. I mean, kind of just looking at those pictures you sent in the chat about their lineups on daily faceoff, like it was just kind of clear to me that like they still have the better offense, Chicago does. Yeah. Looking at the pictures. The defense I can debate I'll debate that, you know, you said Arizona has better defense. Uh, yeah, maybe, but, I mean, See, the goaltending as well, too, is, like, for some the goaltending on Chicago is uh, better. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I'm a big fan of Chikrin, so I think. So, I, I, I like, just, just like, Chikrin versus Jones 1v1. Unless he gets traded soon. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Very plausible. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next team here, which is Colorado over under 124.5. And 100% of people said under. Yeah. So Kyle, I'm assuming you voted in our poll. Uh, yeah. You want to give us your thoughts on that one? Um, Cadbury not being their second line center anymore was basically the reason why. I chose that. Like, there. So do you think overall as a team they've gotten a little bit worse this year? I think they've gotten worse in some aspects. I think their center depth is worse, but I think they've gotten better in other aspects. I think that their young players are going to keep developing. I think McCarr's going to keep developing. I think Gerard's going to bounce back, and Bo Bowen Byron's going to keep developing. So they'll be. They'll be a good team until they get injured, like they always do. <laughs> well, you saw the report of Landeskog apparently battling some injury bugs already. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it. I, I mean, specify what that was. I think it's the same thing he had going on in the playoffs last year. Was it? Mm -hmm. I think it was ankle or knee or something. Mm -hmm. I, I I honestly forget because my memory is absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> but Colorado does have a bunch of injuries when it comes to uh, to their to their like preseason like i know nichushkin's still not playing landeskog obviously um <laughs> rodriguez left the left the preseason game injured um, oh, jesus <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> It'd be a rough every, start. every single year we get so <laughs> injured like it's like block work but yeah I, I i agree with the under as well like goaltending situation too a little bit of a question mark there. I'm confident in it, but um, mm. 
Definitely some question marks. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we're going to go over to some goalie over-under now. So the next few are all save percentage, and they're actually all 900 save percentage. So I'll just say that once and get that out of the way. Um, first up, we have Murray, and 60% said he was going to be under a 900. Any surprises with that one? Nope. <laughs> nope, mean, yeah, pretty straightforward, I mean... Yeah, I mean, he has a decent defense in front of him, but I still don't think he's going to be that good. <laughs> he's just like he himself has never been that reliable, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, the All last right. few seasons, injuries as well. It's not good on him. That's true. Well, and the thing too is, is uh, I think that percentage is pretty accurate as to the, his chance of having a good season. There's like a 40% chance he has a good season. <laughs> yeah, and it'll probably be close. Yeah. Right, he's not going to be that deep in the hole, you would assume. Well, but are you hoping? Yeah, yeah. He, he's no Vesna caliber, but I think <laughs> he could hold it together and mm -hmm. have a decent season. All right, next up we have Grubauer, and for him we have sixty-seven percent said over. Yeah, I mean, it, you almost can't be worse than last season. That's my no thought doubt. process. So. But I mean, we're better of a team as well, so I think he can rebound a bit. Yeah, Mikey, do you have something to add there? I say, what if he is worse than that? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, <laughs> that would no. be unfortunate. And he's only got four years left on his deal. <laughs> yeah, future Arizona goalie. <laughs> Remember, he was an emerging goalie. <laughs> you remember that one, Kyle? I do, yeah, yeah. And um, after he left, we won the cup, so I guess he didn't emerge. I guess not. <laughs> he peaked. <laughs> All right, last goalie here, and we're actually going to need a tiebreaker from you guys. So we have Bobrovsky here, and it was a split 50-50 for his 900. So let's go through now. Let's go max first. Are you over or under? I'm thinking over. Okay, any reason? Uh, well, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, their teams, like you I was just saying it. earlier, yeah, their defense, they're pretty rough, but 900 is pretty low. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> even when I, like, made that, I was like, oh, I was debating, like, even saying 910 for him and having mm -hmm. it there, but yeah. I think he's going to be just a, he'll be above it, but it could be a very interesting scenario in net for florida and spencer yeah. knight could play a lot more all right kyle um well so over for sure um i was just looking at his stats his worst season of florida which was his first season right um he had a 3.23 goals against average which is not that great um and his save percentage was still 900 even so yeah fair enough nice all right mikey over over that's funny i feel like we're unanimous here so <laughs> clearly fans. our fans don't have as much faith <laughs> all right our last over under poll which we really hope it's going to end up in over uh this was nikita kucherov over under 50 games played this season <laughs> it was unanimous 100 percent said over I can easily see it being under, though, at the same time, after having them last year. <laughs> yeah, I really hope our poll didn't just jinx something there with that. I think we did. <laughs> I made it, so I'll... If, so sorry, Tampa fans. <laughs> if he does play those full 82 games, or at least, like, close to that number, not saying he has to play the full 82, but if he plays, like, like 70 or whatever, he's going to get, like, a butt-ton of points, and he's going he's gonna to be one of the league leaders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, well, that, that wraps up our over-unders. Yeah, had a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's, like, one of the best wingers easily in the NHL, so as long as you have he that guy... He never has a full season, that's the problem. Like, yeah. we haven't we haven't seen it in so long. Mm -hmm. For active players, Kucherov has the highest point season. I think. Like, oh, total oh. points or, like, average points? Total points. Total. Okay. I mean, let me check I'm... Joe Thornton real quick. <laughs> I mean, Joe Thornton. You know what season that was? Technically. 
Uh, it was the 2018-19 season. He had okay. Kucherov had 128 points Jeez. in 82 games. McDavid's <laughs> career high is 123. There you go. Wow. What other players might have had around 120 points? I think everyone's retired well, that could have. What's uh, Ovi's highest? It's like one low hundreds, no? I I think so because he scores more goals than he has assists. Yeah. Uh, Ovi's highest is one twelve. He's only broken the hundred point plateau four times. Hmm. hmm. And Crosby looks like one oh nine or no one twenty. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Is there anybody else even close to them? Like in the one twenties? I don't think so. No. Anyways. Anyways, that's it <laughs> for our polls. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Keep, on keep to an you. Eye, keep an eye on the Instagram uh, and maybe we'll release some more this week if uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love that season prediction stuff and that's what we're moving into more of here um since we're not doing the face-off debate we want to come up with a little something something to entertain ourselves so we're doing award predictions both player awards and team awards and then we're going into some dundee awards just ones that we made up so <laughs> um let's start with our heart trophy mvp voted by the media Pretty unanimous. I think all of us chose, or most of us chose McDavid, um, but I chose Makar. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. So what's the reasoning there? <laughs> reasoning there is when was the last time a, goal, a defenseman scored 30 goals? Very long time ago. Yeah, so yeah. If, if, if Makar can put up 30 to 35 goals this season, then... The media would go nuts and vote him for Hart Trophy. When was the last time a defense won the Hart Trophy? Oof. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Hart Trophy winners. Okay, I'm gonna look this up while you guys fill this conversation void. It'll be Quinn Hughes soon. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, the rest of us all picking McDavid. Uh, Mikey, I know you were kind of split between Matthews and McDavid, which is pretty fair. Uh, I think yeah, it's just a toss up. Like he yeah, won it last yeah. season. I'm not. I'm not going off that. It's just that I you know he can win it again this season. Go back to back because you know he's probably gonna. The number is gonna be high up in goals for sure, and I feel like he kind of is just you know, the MVP of this yeah. team in that sense. I mean, if he can score sixty goals, it's pretty fair to say he'll be in the heart race for sure. Yeah. Hey, do you guys have any guesses as to who the last defenseman was who won the Hart Trophy? Can you give us a general year range? Uh, we're looking at the 1999-2000 year. Oh, Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah, I was just going to say Niedermeyer. God. Scott Niedermeyer is a great guess, um, except for um, I don't think Niedermeyer ever won a Hart Trophy. Well, <laughs> okay, well, I just like... <laughs> like Lidstrom. Okay, 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 no, no, okay. Another hint. This guy won a cup with Niedermeyer in 2006. Oh, shit. Damn. Oh, is it uh, Scott Stevens? No. No? <laughs> shit. Who else Ooh. would have played? Uh, wait, wait. Was it 2006 that? I don't know. <laughs> Bro, that's so... I don't even know. Who is it? I mean, I can't even guess. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2007. 2007. Oh. Um, they beat Ottawa in the finals. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know think we're going to get this one, Kyle. History. Hey, yeah. so the team that beat Ottawa in the finals was Anaheim. Yeah. And okay. the defenseman was Chris Pronger. I was going to guess Chris oh. Pronger, but I didn't think... <laughs> why yeah. didn't you? And why didn't you? Yeah, you just should have said it. Why would he win the heart? I don't know. I, it was in my mind. He was like the only defenseman. I knew it was going to be from Anaheim. He was the only def other defenseman. You didn't I had say Anaheim. I said I left it there, and you didn't, you didn't say, say Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I knew. The okay, whatever, dude. Just say it. I got it right. I got it right. I got it. 
You just don't want to give us more Mikey Mondays. <laughs> That's going to be a Mikey Mondays clip. You you say yeah. nothing for a minute straight, and you're like, oh, I had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's interesting, regardless of the point. Yeah. He said yeah, no, 99, yeah. Kyle, was that the year? 99, 2000. And he had um, 14 goals and 48 assists. Wow. <laughs> but he was a plus 52, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It'd be yeah. kind of cool if the defense would win it. And it's been. What's that like? Twenty, twenty-three years. Yeah. If it's gonna be anyone, it's gonna be Makar at this point. Yeah. Makar yeah, I can see that. Born. Or what? <laughs> must have just been born. Or something. What a fact. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um. So on a related note, we'll jump to the Art Ross. So that's the MVP voted by the players. And wait, that. What the R. Ross? No, no, no. Sorry, that's that's yeah, a Lindsay. You sorry, <laughs> Lindsay is MVP voted by the players, um, which we had unanimously as McDavid um, again. So uh, I guess yeah, we hard don't to. think. <laughs> I don't. I guess we don't think Matthews is going to have as good of a season. I mean, I wouldn't even say that. I just feel or like McDavid's just anything McDavid's going to yeah have season. a better yeah. season. Because yeah, Edmonton as a whole, I think, is going to be a little better, and that's going to make him look better, too. Yeah. And that'll go into our, our Art Ross for most points. Again, unanimous, McDavid. Is there anyone who could even rival him this season? I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. Kucherov can play full 82. That's Maybe true, he yeah. Can, he can compete. Dreisaitl? Dreisaitl, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what happened over the course of the season. Miller. Ooh, Miller. <laughs> totally. It'll be like the it'll be like the Jamie Ben Hart trophy year. <laughs> yeah. Just no skill. Cool. Uh we'll jump to the Norris now. Any guesses? Are we supposed to guess? Because I have it open in front of me. Tyler that was Myers. for our fans. <laughs> Kale McCarr, unanimous. Do we think Yossi can have a good season? I mean, regardless or... if he has a good season or not, he's not going to win it because McCarr's there. Look at last yeah. season. This guy had 96 points on defense. I mean, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and McCarr already being that far ahead, there's just no way anyone catches him. Yeah. I think the only guy that could give him any run for his money is Fox. With mm-hmm. I think New York's going to have a better season this year. Yeah, so I think because he they be healthy, his points will be up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one will be more of a discussion. Calder Trophy, Rookie of the Year. Um, Mikey, I'll let you take it off. Or take off with it. <laughs> um, yeah, for Calder, I put uh... <laughs> Take it off. Calder put Slavkovsky I'm not really confident with it just because on the the team he's on might not be as good but from what I've seen in like training camp and just like videos of him practicing he looks like an animal already that's kind of like the main reason why I think he might not you know have the best plus minus on the team I don't know I I think he's going to do well for his first season yeah, I have Marco Rossi. I think that Minnesota has a lot of room for just someone to take off with a third or fourth line center role in Minnesota. So, um, <laughs> so I'm. Anyways, Max Aaron, who do you got? <laughs> Kyle got a little distracted yeah. there. Aaron, you want to take it away on this one? We both have the same yes. one. So we unfortunately ended up with the same person. I didn't see that you had him when I chose mine. So that's fine. I will go first. Uh, (laughs) So we have chosen Matthew Beniers as our pick. Um, The reason I had him was because the way Seattle's looking right now, he can easily 
slot into like a top six role, I believe, like as a centerman. He's probably going to shine just because of the people around him. He's going to be playing more minutes. He's going to be in higher roles than I think some of the other rookies will be. So, yeah, I could see him getting a lot of points just because of the time he's going to be playing. Mm, Max, yeah, anything different? Yeah, I mean, I think the way their center core is right now, he'll definitely be top six, um, <laughs> top power play. Um, he had a great little stint in the NHL at the end of the season there. I think he was 10 points in 10 games or something like that. So, you know, I think he's definitely one of the favorites to win the Calder. And, you know, with such great wingers over there, he he'll have a lot of different line mates, uh, different ones throughout it. Like you got Burakovsky, you got a lot of goal scorers and, uh, you can, I can definitely see him being a really good asset, um, for them for years to come. Yeah. There's enough options over there that he'll definitely be able to click with at least somebody who's going to help him do well. Yeah. Does, does Shane Wright make the team? I, uh... I want to say yes, but it. I don't. He can't be like your fourth line center. He'd have no, to be like, no, no. like he, you know, third. But like, you look at their team, and you got Yanni Gord as another center. Um, McCann technically can play center. Wenberg, Veneers, obviously. So you you got, you know, a few guys ahead of you on the depth chart. So. I can see him making it though. It's kind of hard not. Like, we'll see. <laughs> he'll yeah, start. He'll I mean, play you... at least the first ten, and then you can easily move him down to AHL if so. That's so true, right? Yeah, that or always happens. The junior for the because of his age. Yeah, yeah. Um, next one will be the Lady Bing for most sportsmanlike player. This Go one's for it, so tough. <laughs> This one was so hard, and I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. I literally Googled who is the nicest player in the NHL, and that's how I chose my pick. Because <laughs> he came up on every single list. And this was that's Pasternak. Huh? That's what came up. That's so funny. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny how many articles there actually are on that topic. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, I picked Pasternak. I don't know. Oh, I think your mic has been cut, cutting out. <laughs> it was just me. I was like, what happened? I, uh, I, I, I like literally unplugged my headset because I was like, shit, this ain't working. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, well Aaron, my head, is my mic working? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can know. Hello. <laughs> okay, he wants um, to tell me when I disappeared. Uh, when um, you were just about to explain your pick. Ah, well, that's good because I don't really have an explanation. No. Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't know. He just seems likable, and he seems like he has a good personality. So that's what I'm going with. Nice. I picked Kyle Connor because I looked at who, like, all the NHL leading point getters last year, and picked one with the lowest penalty minutes, and mm. it was Kyle Connor for good strategy. Last year. That was good. Yeah. How many did you say he had? He had four penalty minutes. Damn. Was like, oh, wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah I remember I remember like a handful of years ago, I think Ryan O'Reilly went like the full season without getting any penalties. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. So he obviously got the award. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Similar to mine as well. I know uh, I picked Barkov to win this just because he puts up a lot of points and well, he also doesn't take a whole lot of penalties, and he's a very good two-way guy, so, you know, maybe he'll be in the odds to win this. It's very hard to predict. <laughs> All right, Mikey? Uh, I picked Horvat, um, just to be biased and to make everybody mad. I picked Horvat. <laughs> he puts up uh, goals when he wants to, and he puts up some points when he wants to as well. And not to mention he's a great off-the-ice kind of guy and he, he seems like a good sport from what I've seen captain of the Canucks seems like a good sport to me for sportsmanship wise absolutely it's, uh, this category is just hard like I don't know I literally picked like 
I picked the I, captain of the, my favorite hockey team, so yeah, I'm gonna be biased here. <laughs> I I think this one's especially hard because because um, penalties are so random. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like sometimes you'll take thirty penalty minutes a year, and sometimes you'll take like four penalty minutes a year. Like it's just it just depends what kind of situations you get put in and stuff, right? Pretty pretty hard to predict. Um, Selkie Trophy, best defensive forward. Um, Barkov, any comments there? I think Max said it earlier. He's just so consistently good both ways. Um, yeah, just one of the more reliable forwards, I would say, in defensive situations. Yeah, he'll have to put in a big shift this year with them being a little bit more questionable on defense, I would say, on paper at least. Um, he'll definitely have to up his game or at least keep it the way it has been and it's always the same people in these selkie conversations bergeron's won it multiple times barkov's in it kopitar i'd love to see someone like a little bit more underrated win it i was debating putting like erickson Eck or philippe mm -hmm. denal but you just know it's always going to be like a big name player it's yeah. hard because it's so related to their style of play, but they also have to put up a lot of points, so it really makes yeah. them look like they're actually doing both. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's exactly it, right? Like, like they expect them to put a lot, up a lot of points and still be a good defensive forward, which I guess that might be like the the whole premise of the award. But but there's some great defensive players that just don't put up points that maybe should get a look sometimes too. None come yeah. to mind right now, but over the course of the season, I'm always like. Like seeing these guys have like very solid defense for checking back checking years and just not getting the points and not getting the recognition. In fact, some of them will go into free agency and not get offers for for weeks because they just aren't good point producers, but they make a huge difference. Um, yeah. Game in, game out, just with how they play. Yeah, a lot more value based off of points, it seems, they base it on. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last one for the regular season uh, players is going to be the Richard Trophy. Uh, most goals, I think for me, like, I don't think anyone's going to touch Matthews. I think he's going to run away with it as per usual, unless something crazy happens. Um, any thoughts there? Well, I mean, like we were talking briefly before the podcast here who's like really the only one that can compete with them, at least at that high of a level. And I think yeah. Dreisaitl is the only one. And that's who I have. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think it's going to be close between those yeah. two, honestly. Because, yes, Matthews, we know, is the best goal scorer. But Dreisaitl has McDavid feeding him passes. So that definitely helps his situation. Yeah. Uh, into the goalie awards. Um Vesna Trophy, again, very consistent answers from all of us. Uh, we're all liking Shesterkin, um, except for Mikey. <laughs> okay, I had him <laughs> No, I just think that he's going to have an unreal season, regardless if he makes the playoffs or not. Like, He's going to have a great save percentage and goals against average, in my opinion. We've already seen what he could do last season. And he's just gonna step it up. How many yeah. how many starts is he gonna get this year? Oh, uh, at least more than half. Like I know that's <laughs> a very like broad answer, but like yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I mean, like I don't really trust. I do like Spencer Martin. He's a good goalie, but we've seen four games from him last season. I don't know how many games that Boudreaux is actually gonna give him. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, like, the way we've seen Demko in the past, he's just always been so consistent. So what are the chances that we have, you know, a goalie come up behind him, Martin or whoever it's going to be, take over his role for a few games? I don't think we see that happening unless there's some sort of injury, knock on wood, that doesn't happen, or just the usual back-to-backs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd... So it's going to be like a Markstrom situation where he'll play... Even some back to backs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, depending on how the season goes, if you need to ride them for some more or how the backups are doing, but I wouldn't. He played 64 games last year, I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. Played a lot. 
you know, he's a workhorse, but you don't want to overwork him because just like last year, I think it was more so he got he got COVID. That's why Spencer Martin came up and everything. But if he ever you know does get an injury, and it's because you overworked him, then that's not good. <laughs> Especially it'll it'll always happen near the end of the season, going to playoffs. Last thing you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll look at the Jennings Trophy next. Uh, least goals against average for for the tandem in net there. Um, Mikey, you think Anderson and Branta are gonna re- repeat? Yeah. I've said it many times on the podcast. I think Anderson's one of the top goalies. Ranta's a great backup goalie. He could be a potential starter on some uh, other, you know, not really well-versed teams, in my opinion. Um, I just think they're a good duo together. Yeah, yeah. hard to knack that duo. If, if Ranta could stay healthy playing more than two games in a row, I think he could be a starter, but yeah, he's made a glass. Max, Aaron, let's hear your opinion. Max, you can go first this time. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Um, well, so both Aaron and I chose Markstrom and uh, Vladar. Um, I mean, Calgary, unfortunately, as a Canucks fan, I hate to say it, but they are looking pretty good this year. Uh, Fords, maybe a few question marks here and there and what they'll be able to put up offensively, but defensively, they added weaker more or less nothing else changed back there because they already have Tanev, uh, Hannafin, Anderson, Shillington. It's, it looks like a really good core. And with Markstrom in the fray, uh, they're going to be really good defensively. And not to mention the fact that they also have Daryl Sutter as the coach. So I think that's a pretty easy pick in my mind, at least going into the season on who can be the uh, pick. Aaron, do you have probably similar, similar thoughts? Yeah, pretty much the exact same. I think they're just both can be relied on. Markstrom had such a strong season this year. I think that's going to continue. Yeah, I I agree with whatever you said there. Does he get more than nine shutouts? Does he hit ten? Hmm. I That'd don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I do not think so. Fair. Okay. Kyle, I'll throw it over to you for your pick. Yeah, I uh, went a little bit homer um, on this one as well. Uh, Friends, Soz, and, and Georgiev, I think, are going to win this award. Um, just looking at, at the stellar defense Colorado played in the playoffs last year and honestly played all season, um, both their forward group and their defensive group, uh, I think it sets up that goaltending tandem for a lot of success. I think Colorado has the best defense in the league as well. Um, their first line is insane with Taves and Makar. They're facing all all the opponent's best players. You got Bowen Byram, who's just going to get better. Sam Gerrard's going to have a better season. Eric Johnson and Josh Manson, solid shutdown guys. Um, I just don't think you can get a better defensive team than than what we got right now. So I think that that's going to translate to that goals against average award as well. Because in a way, this award is almost like a team award in a sense. Because it's not just the mm-hmm. goalie that kind of is, you know, it's not their save percentage. It's not like that. It's all about goals against. So you really have to relate it back to the team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can be the best goalie, but if uh, if your backup stinks or anything like <laughs> that, or your your team defense is bad, even even if you're saving a bunch of high danger chances, but still letting in three goals a game and just, you won't win that award. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going into the staff awards, I guess you'd call it uh, Jack Adams, best coach. I'll start with Aaron. Yeah. So I have Sutter for my choice here. Um, reason being, I just think Calgary's going to, I mean, they have a very different team this year, so assuming that he'll be able to get them to gel well, and I believe they're going to be pretty successful, 
that was kind of my reasoning behind this. Just an extra challenge for him with his personnel being so different. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I had Dean Everson in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to have a solid year this year. Um, really young team, but I think they're going to surprise out of the gates and just continue that, that confidence throughout the season. I think that's going to get him an award. He's been an unreal coach for them, too, the past few years. So, uh, yeah, he, I think he sure has. Very deserving. For someone who's a Colorado fan, you sure really love Minnesota. It's really funny. <laughs> I, I, I I hate them so much that I appreciate that, yeah. you know? You like, love so like, many players on that team. And... Well, yeah, it sucks, right? Because they're, yeah. they're young, they're fast, they're fun. Um, and they have, like, one of the best coaches in the league, too, which... I always respect teams like finding a good coach and keeping that good coach instead of like just recycling through coaches so quickly. Um, so I I just think they do a lot of things right, which sucks because they're in our division. But <laughs> mad respect. Mm -hmm. Speaking of recycling coaches pretty quickly, <laughs> uh, I have one that the position always is different. I swear every couple of years, that's the Edmonton coach. Uh, so I have winning the Jack Adams, Jay uh, Woodcroft. I think their team looks pretty good this year on paper. I think all of us, I remember last podcast, think they were going to win the Pacific. I think they might have a good playoff run again. We'll get into that. Um, but I mean, Woodcroft, pretty funny post-game you know, conferences. Uh, I think a very likable guy, and I think could easily win this award Mikey is humor a factor in this award <laughs> yes <laughs> personnel yeah okay. it's okay it's actually the tiebreaker exactly yeah. just look at uh, me a joke. winning it last D year dean everson doesn't have humor he hates when people call him creed bratton so <laughs> therefore tiebreak goes to woodcroft there you go <laughs> mikey any comments on top coach for the year uh same one as aaron i picked sutter uh, he just seems to know what he's doing, and with the team that he has around him, he knows how to play those guys, where to play them, and I just think he's like a perfect fit for Calgary. That's kind of why I chose him. And his comments in the media are hilarious, so since he's funny, he's going to win that one. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of awesome. Alberta is just the goal, the coaches. <laughs> yeah, just the coaches bickering at pressers. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, GM of the year award back to Mikey. What do you got? Um, Calgary as well. <laughs> yeah, Calgary. Sounds good. Yeah. Tree living. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. And the other three of us had Chris Drury in New York. What do you guys think of that? I mean, we'll get into the playoff predictions in a little bit, but you will see shortly that I have a big belief in the Rangers this year. So I think him building that team will get him this award yeah like that was my thought process process as well as it i swear the candidate like the finalist for this award is always just the teams that are in the conference finals because that's <laughs> when it's announced it's usually like the three of the four and that and, and that's and, why lamarillo won the other year yeah so i i have drury as well and we're just about to get to it but i do think they're going to be coming you know, going to be one of those Eastern uh, Conference, you know, finalists again. I'm really hard not to spoil your answer to the next. I mean, question. yeah, I really don't want to, but that's my reasoning. Kyle, how about you? Perfect. Um, awesome. We'll head into the President's Trophy for the top regular season team next. Um, huh? No. No boxes laughing over here. It's all good. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um. None of us have repeating, obviously. We just talked about that with our fan polls. Um, Aaron, who you got for... For President's Trophy? Yeah. Uh, I have Tampa Bay. Uh, reason being, I think a lot of the teams in the Atlantic have gotten a little bit weaker this year. Um, they're not one of them, clearly. So... I see them having a little bit of an easier chance and those teams are going to be playing a lot. And just overall, they just have so many scorers on their team that 
and Vasilevsky and Net that they're going to be pretty solid all year. Could easily get a lot of points throughout the season. Yeah, with a healthy I'm squad, it's pretty deadly. Yeah. Mikey, you agree with that one? Yeah, I put Tampa as well, too. It's kind of hard not to see them do well. And again, with a healthy roster, if Stamkos can remain healthy, Cooch, you know, we, Hedman hasn't really had any injury troubles that I'm like aware of. I think he usually plays a pretty good amount of games a season. But if they have their whole team kind of on point with like Braden Point, you know, and like Anthony Sorelli, the depth guys like that, I can see them uh, I can see them putting up numbers. Because it has been a pretty long time since we saw a full, healthy Tampa team for an extended season. Yeah, We haven't really seen their regular season potential yet, I don't think. Is is this the end of their window, just given all the massive contracts they're giving out and how their cap is tied up? I wouldn't Corey say it's it is. end. Yeah, <laughs> Corey's not here, luckily, to say that. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's the end, personally, yet, but I think the end is coming. <laughs> It's gonna hit them <laughs> Don't hard. Be pessimistic. Yeah, it's gonna like give it a couple years, and it's gonna be a sharp, sharp change. Yeah. Do we see them making the finals? I mean, we're gonna get to that, but do they have easily that potential? I mean, it's always looking there, at our answers. Yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the potential's always maybe next there. Year. Potential's it, it, there. I I wouldn't be shocked if they did. It would mess up my prediction, but I wouldn't <laughs> be shocked either. I could easily see them be in the conference finals, at least. Yeah. Um, Max, do you really think Edmonton can be the top regular season team, given their lackluster defense and uh, questionable goaltending? I mean, wow. Really <laughs> we know your there. opinion on that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I mean, in the it's hard to say. I mean, they're team is loaded offensively they you know got better over the summer um finally addressed their goaltending position we'll have to see how campbell can do but i think he'll be you know pretty good there um different spotlight on them compared to toronto uh defense a little questionable but i think nurse can have a little bit of a bounce back compared to his playoffs i know he was playing with some really bad injuries and then obviously when you have McDavid dry saddle up front, it's hard to say they're not gonna be that good. Yep. yep. Um for me I had Hurricanes for President's Trophy, reason being they should have broken out years ago and they just haven't yet. So I think this is the this is the season. Finally the year. <laughs> and finally the year, maybe. Um Awesome. So I think next we will um, go through our predictions for Western champ, Eastern champ, Stanley Cup champion, and who's going to win the con smite for that team. Um, Max, you started off. Sure. I mean, even though I've been talking a lot about them, uh, Edmonton, I do not have them going on to the finals. I have him. I have them facing off against Colorado, actually, in a rematch. But with Colorado, again, beating them out. This time, not in a sweep, though. But we're not predicting <laughs> games here, just to get that clear. <laughs> not every one of you have to say that. but <laughs> It's being yeah. recorded. We know how you think. Yeah. In the East here, um, talked a lot highly about them. And obviously, like I mentioned, with the GM of the year, Chris Drury, um, I think they're going to come out of the East this time. Um who knows who they're going to face? I'm not going to predict that as well. But I think their team is looking pretty good with a lot of young players looking to take a step up. So I think they're going to move on. Kyle, how about yours? So I got the Stanley Cup Finals being Carolina and Colorado. Um, and I think Colorado will squeak it out again. Um but, I mean, Carolina made some sick upgrades this offseason, just bringing Pat Trady for nothing and Brett Burns. Could be an, could be an exciting uh, Stanley Cup final, as it was last year. And my prediction for Con Smite is Patrick Kane um, getting traded to Colorado and <laughs> I like it being the MVP that, that offseason. Aaron, who you got for finals and uh, Con Smite? 
Yeah, before we get to me, I don't know if I just missed it. Max, did you say you're Stanley Cup champion uh, in there? I, I didn't. Somewhere? I, didn't re I okay. totally forgot to mention both until I passed And the Conn Smythe, right? Yeah, that, yeah. So, yeah, so let's go back to you quickly. <laughs> well, uh, I guess pretty, in a way, boring answer compared to Kyle's going with the prediction of Kane to Colorado. I have Colorado <laughs> winning, but with McKinnon getting Conn Smythe this time. Woo. <laughs> but not very exciting. <laughs> oh no no that that is really exciting i mean exciting kyle. for kyle's ears <laughs> i was excited yeah all right anyway so mine is also not super exciting for the um stanley cup final at least could it is it is the same as max's uh i have colorado and new york pretty much for the same reasons um the only difference here is i have the rangers winning the cup this year reason being i think they have kind of like max said just a lot of young talent or maybe that was kyle i don't remember um a lot me. of depth. Okay, there you go. Their it defense. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you. <laughs> um, yeah, their defense is solid. Their goaltender is solid. I think that's one of the big difference makers over Colorado is having Shesterkin and Nett will give them a bit of an edge. And Shesterkin is my Con Smythe winner as well. All right, Mikey, let's hear it. Um, I have the Avs winning the Stanley Cup. I don't really have the team that they're going to be playing against, but if I was going to guess any team, it would either be, be the Hurricanes or Rangers. I want to say Hurricanes more so because I kind of want them to do really well. I like their overall team, so it'd be nice to see them. Uh, it'd be nice to see them there. Um, but my Stanley uh, Cup Con Smythe winner is Makar. Pretty, uh, pretty obvious choice. He'll probably just flourish if he makes the finals again. So pretty easy to put him there. Oh yeah. Um, cool. We got a couple more minutes, Max, to go through our dundies. Yeah, I mean, wow, we have quite a few listed here. We'll try and rip through them here. Uh, yeah, this podcast sure. is definitely rip lasts a little longer, I thought. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk a lot. <laughs> we um, always underestimate it. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so we'll start with uh, first coach fired. Um, Aaron, what's your prediction on that one? Yeah, uh, mine is John Totorella, simply because I feel like his coaching style does not exactly <laughs> match with the current standards across the league at the moment. I just don't feel that he is the kind of coach that can really gain very much morale from a team, and he's coaching a team that really needs that this year. So, yeah, I just don't think it's going to be a good fit. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely a good prediction there. Um I the reason why I chose the person I chose, um, Lindy Ruff, is because he's been in New Jersey a couple of years. Um, I would have picked Tortorella, but I don't think they'll can him like right after signing him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I think New Jersey's going to start off pretty slow. Lindy Ruff's going to get fired, and then New Jersey's going to have a great last three quarters of the year and make the playoffs. Maxwell. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I basically pity, pity, uh, pity backed off of you with Lindy Ruff as well as my pick. Um, I think New Jersey is definitely one of those teams going into the season that has really high expectations, and I don't think they're going to go off, you know, get off to the hottest start. So usually in cases like that, the coach is the first one to go. That's for sure. Mikey, who you got? Any predictions? Uh, I had Ruff and Tortorella, to be honest. I put both. Yeah. I kind of agree with what you're saying, that they're not going to fire him after kind of signing him, but I just think they're going to have an atrocious season. And <laughs> Tortorella, again, like Aaron's point, I don't think he's going to mesh well with who they have on their team and what they're kind of about. And that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason I put Tortorella there. I think more so him over Ruff, because I don't know a whole ton about Ruff. But, yeah, I'll just stick with Tortorella then. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll get into who, which goal is going to have the most losses. Max, who you got there? I mean, not. I'm not trying to hate on this goalie because I do think he's actually pretty good. But given the team in front of him, that being Arizona, I think. Uh, oh man, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Vejmelka, Vemelka. Uh, yeah, I think unfortunately to him, he's going to have a decent season again, but the losses are going to pile up for him and he's going to play a lot as a guy they want to kind of develop, but the losses won't, will be there. <laughs> he was kind of unreal last year. Like he had some insane saves. 
and just some yeah. performances where you just like shut the door for 60 minutes straight getting it'd be nice to see him on a better team oh it would it would but mm -hmm. not sure if that'll happen maybe it will never know um cool Kyle, i had yeah. i had car had a hat um because i think philly's gonna have a terrible uh terrible season and their backup goalie is stuck in russia so they don't really have anyone else to play <laughs> so i think Katahat's gonna play 60 something games and lose like 40 games i haven't if heard not. much is that goalie still in russia yeah he's he, he he was so he appealed the decision um from the russian government to keep him there and he obviously was going to lose the appeal so he just went through the appeal and he's doing military service for one calendar year before he's allowed to leave jeez who is their current backup then um sandstrom never heard of him yeah i can't say i've heard of that guy all right yeah go for it aaron all right so my goalie is Mrazic. similarly um, with being on a team like Arizona, I think Chicago is just not going to be doing well overall that this year, and that's just going to hurt him. I mean, it'll be close between him and, again, the name I can't pronounce, Vejmilka. Maybe that's partly why I didn't choose him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just I just think Chicago's not going to have a good year, and that's going to hurt his stats a lot. Mikey, you had Jake Allen? Jake Allen, yes, sir. Spoiler. Figured why not why not add to uh the bottom four teams there and put Jake Allen. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Montreal, just like the other teams, seems like they'd be in a little bit of a trouble in a little bit of trouble this season. And he's gonna be their starter. And he's probably gonna lose a lot, so yeah. Sounds about right. Um and we'll finish off with who we think the biggest suspension's gonna be. Aaron. I yeah, I had Truba. Um, I don't think that's super surprising given his history, but I could see him getting into some trouble this year. It's just going to be one of those times where he actually connects with the guy's head like really badly. There's been so many close calls with him oh that it's just God. bound to happen. I just can't stand him. Like He, he runs around with his elbows and shoulders fucking slamming him into people, people's yeah. heads. And then they made him the captain? Like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> oh. actually really funny. I didn't think about that. I don't do, I don't agree with that. But um yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna have have the biggest suspension this year. Um Mikey, you agree with us there? Yeah, it's kinda hard not to choose him. I do also uh think Wilson's one of those guys. Reeves if he gets more playing time, maybe. Um, yeah, but sure. I think Truba, for the most part, he goes for dirty hits. So, absolutely. And um, Max, I really like your answer to this. Yeah, I I'll get into the second one in a second here. But <laughs> Tom Wilson's just someone that whenever he does get a suspension, uh, it's basically just getting larger and larger. I can't recall what his last one would have been, but if he gets another one this season, it's going to be at least ten, just because you know it's going to be four. So, you know, a player with history definitely adds to it, and he's definitely going to be someone to look out for for that reason. Um, second answer I came <laughs> up with while talking, uh, well, while we were talking about Tortorella, and I thought about the fact that he's definitely not going to be a coach that likes losing, especially as much as Philly might be doing this season, or at least <laughs> seems like they will be. I think there's going to be another behind-the-scenes thing uh, where he goes out of control and gets suspended. So I, that would be very interesting. That just popped in my head. I thought I'd share. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's, I'll hand over to you, Max, and we'll jump into that fan question. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Are we doing the next topic or the next point? <laughs> I, I don't think so. No, okay. I think we'll just jump in the fan yeah. question. We'll save it for you guys listening for next week. We have a few more listed here, but it's already been too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we did our fan question for you guys would have been about the face-offs. Uh, we didn't post that because of the circumstances we explained 
earlier. Um, so hopefully that will be soon. So that question will be posted eventually when we know what's going to happen. But what we got for you guys is uh, our question for you guys, which we'll definitely post this time, is what team is going to have the hottest start in the NHL? There's always that team that, you know, whether they go perfect in October, November or so, but there's always that team that has a really good start and teams that don't. Um, so we'd love to hear your answers to that, and we will share ours uh, next week as well. Everybody, I'll head slide it over to Aaron. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Um, I know that was a much longer discussion than we were thinking it would be, so thank you to everyone that has still listened all the way through. We will hopefully have our face-off debate shortly, but the next couple episodes here are likely going to be pretty related to our fantasy team drafts. So stay tuned for our personal draft results coming out pretty shortly. We will also be posting some more polls on our Instagram, so make sure to check that out, at Stars. If you haven't already gone and followed us, please go do so. A lot of the awards we talked about today, we'll throw some polls on our story to get your guys' opinion. But other than that, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and we will see you guys next week.